Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. In the spotlight on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, good afternoon. It is drive time. Elliot Danka, Timothy Go, and Willie King with you. It's time now for In the Spotlight. Uh, today we're talking about organizations and, well, human centered AI. Well, it's reshaping the workforce, no doubt, transforming the role and overall contribution of HR to business results. Yeah, so imagine an AI-powered workforce. It's really not a question of uh, if but when organizers mm. will embrace it and really to what kind of extent. In fact, there's a study by human resources specialist Darwin Box that found that many or that any AI-powered HR functions can save a company approximately 14 hours per week. Oh, wow. Mm. <laughs> Don't let any bosses hear that. <laughs> Let's find out more about this from uh, Chaitanya uh, Pedi, who's the co-founder of Darwin Box. Good afternoon. How are you? Hi, good afternoon. I'm good. Thanks for having me here today. All right, so let's talk about this. What are the benefits of AI in human resources as we switch to this? Sure. At a high level, if, if you want me to uh, probably you know, cluster the benefits into a few categories, there are definitely going to be a lot of benefits in increasing the operational efficiency because in a lot of things that were manual earlier can be automated. So AI would do a much faster and better job. And, you know, automating these repetitive tasks. So that would directly result in uh, a lot of saved manner, does, you know, cost as well. Like, you know, you started the conversation uh, with. And the second is, it is also very good at few strategic aspects as well. Earlier, uh, the reliance was more on automating operational things. Now, the boundaries have gone beyond operational efficiency. For example, mm-hmm. it's being used a lot in increasing the effectiveness of a recruitment process. What kind of things can it do, though? Can you give us a, an example? Sure. If you take recruitment as a process, if you take a job application, Okay. So whenever a good company creates a job opening, you will see a, a plethora of people you know, applying to the job. Right? I mean, you typically see thousands of people applying to a job. So now it is humanly impossible to go through every person's resume and a shortlist. So generally, you would typically ignore a lot of uh, CVs. Probably, you know, there are very good people lost in uh, this whole... Uh, so AI yeah, do a pretty good job of matching these profiles to the job that you are uh, hiring for and neatly stack rank them so that out of probably 1,000 applicants, you can look at, you know, top 20 and be very confident you haven't missed out on a good candidate. Right. So less risk of uh, flipping through the resumes, but you actually go through it because of AI. I'm curious, though, how do we ensure that adopting AI is done at a more sustainable level as opposed to, you know, how some companies, they like to do things because of trends or trendy to get AI or get more AI. And, you know, in the end, it doesn't work out. Yeah, so uh, that is correct. So uh, it starts with obviously uh, acceptance that you know, AI doesn't do everything, but you know, it can do a few things, but it can do you know very, very well. They should be very clear on uh, what things can be done effectively uh, using AI. Typically, these are the things where the scale is very high and operational complexity is very high, and AI does the job better and faster than probably a human being uh, out there. There are multiple uh, such uh, use cases that, you know, CV uh, stack ranking is uh, one such uh, use case. I'll give you another use case. Typically, data crunching, it takes a lot of time. So whenever you look at analytics, 
So if you, it's very very difficult to go through every graph and probably apply a lot of filters, drill downs, and see where is the problem, etc. For example, you've seen an attrition dashboard. So you exactly need to know what are different clusters in the organization where there are some problems that exist. For people, you know, it's very, very difficult. So yeah, it does a pretty good job of neatly summarizing big data or a lot of data points out there and giving you a good analysis of that data. Hmm. All right. Let me ask you this, though. When it comes to, well, AI in HR, as it is right now, we are seeing a lot of the human elements being taken out of human HR people. So won't there be a risk that you are totally eliminating the human factor of HR when you implement AI solutions? If you ask me, there is absolutely no risk. In fact, it is a good news for HR because one thing is a good strategic or creative jobs AI cannot replace. Mm-hmm. But in a lot of mundane and manual tasks, it can replace quite well, so which is a good news because, you know, a lot of time would be saved for HR people actually to focus on the things you know, they should right. focus on. So the human so, factors uh, and yeah. empathy and all that will still remain a human, still with human touch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. For example, to give an example, people are talking a lot of AI being used to uh, do the interviews. Mm. So uh, AI is replacing interviewers, etc. But you know, when you look at probably uh, hiring people, maybe you know, when I hire a lot of designers in my organization, so AI can never replace interviewer to select you know a design candidate or mm. maybe a good engineer, etc. So what it can do quite well is it can automate uh, interviews, it can ask questions, record the the responses and uh, maybe you analyze those responses including the video and look for few things for example it can it can it can identify how is this person's vocabulary and then competency in terms of you know, communication skills confidence etc but you know it, it cannot identify uh, how functionally this person is strong for that particular job so this has to be done uh, by human i will never get in. Yeah. Okay, Chaitanya, I want to I want to challenge you a little bit, if you don't mind, especially yeah, yeah. with what Darwin Box does. So, taking a case study, let's say for this radio show, I know it might be a little bit out of what you guys do at Darwin Box. If we wanted to use AI to find, say, a perfect third or fourth host for the show, <laughs> how would you incorporate some of the solutions that Darwin Box has? Perfect host for the show. Yeah, it's a challenge, right? Because on on paper it may be good, but uh, you know. There are other aspects as well. So how, how does the human work with the machine? Excellent. Very interesting question. So if you reflect on the question, you know, finding the perfect host for the show, then it all starts with even for AI, identifying who is the perfect uh, host. Okay. So it starts uh, with the question. Now, you need to identify what are certain characteristics or competencies that are required uh, for that perfect host. Mm. So it could be, you know, the person uh, should be very good at communication, he should be witty, he should be able to think on his feet. These are all, mm-hmm. in HR world, nothing but your skills are competencies. Okay. Your job is host. <laughs> These are the skills are com- competencies that are uh, technically identified as part of your job description, along with at what level of proficiency this is required. Right. So for example, uh, probably if you are hosting a technical show, you might need to know, you know, good awareness or understanding of technology. Sure, sure. So you need to identify all the skills and competencies. And then there are a lot of people out there, okay, who applied. Right. <laughs> so then, you know, probably, you know, you replicate some real world scenario, ask them to host the show and then, you know, feed their responses into the machine. And the machine can assess, okay, 
So who are the people displaying the skills or competence? Oh, mm. wow. But if you look at it, yeah, there is human element. Right. So then, I mean, as a human, if I'm doing the interview and I'm having an off day, the AI can help to sort of prompt me, pay attention to this particular <laughs> candidate or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, like you said, you know, you need to identify who is that candidate. Sure. AI cannot... <laughs> okay, fair point, fair point. Mm. Okay, in terms of using AI for the benefit of both employers and employees around the world, what else do you have at Darwin Box that we should be paying attention to in the future? One thing I want to highlight is uh, our innovation very specific to HR. Uh, okay. But you know, as a company, Darwin Box is also focusing is the entire uh, human resources. It is, in fact, a very interestingly extension of what we discussed. So it is, it is moving a lot towards skills-focused. So earlier, we don't have much of a focus on the skills. So now companies, employers are realizing, end of the day, all I need is a job to be done. And mm-hmm. uh, for that job to be done, certain skills are required. And then people are bringing in those skills onto the table. That is why essentially you're hiring employees first. So now, I mean, obviously, taking in a lot of software aspects aside, if we just talk business, the relationship between employee and employer is the skills that are required for a job uh, offered by the employer and the skills that you as an employee bringing onto the table. So uh, now the match is the match. So it can be your candidates in the marketplace or it can be your internal employees whenever there is a job. So you just need to identify who is the perfect match. And then if there is a gap in your organization, so there are jobs to be done and there are skills required at certain level. But say, you know, in the organization, you don't have uh, the skills at the required level. Then you can focus on target learning intervention so that, you know, people can pick the skills that are required by the organization rather than any generic skills. So there are a lot of use cases. So we identified, we built a large language model, specifically trying on job descriptions, which reflect the skills required for the jobs and, you know, CVs or profiles, which reflect the skills, you know, brought in by the candidates or employees. And it can does the matching quite well and identify the gaps. It can also recommend so uh, what you need to do uh, to bridge that uh, skill gap. So there are a lot of uh, learning content out there in the world. So what you specifically need to learn to increase your proficiency in a particular skill, mm-hmm. so it can suggest. So it, this this only this job it does. Okay, for example, this is not ChatGPT. Mm. Our model, you know, can't do everything. It's not open intelligence, but. The scenario that I told you, only that particular use case, uh, it does enough quite well. So, for wow. example, that model we built our own. <laughs> that is quite interesting and certainly something worth watching out for. We've been speaking with uh, Chaitanya Petty, who is co-founder of Darwin Box. Thank you so much for your time. Take care and have a great Wednesday evening. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. See you To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.